This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we're focusing on advice for mortgage holders amid higher interest rates. So those carrying a variable rate mortgage are already feeling the impact of the recent rate hikes. Those carrying fixed term mortgages, well, they're dreading renewal time. So if you've been following the news, you've likely seen the stories about homeowners worried about losing or having to sell their home. If you're among them, if you're dreading your upcoming mortgage renewal, today's show is for you. So my guest is among the top mortgage professionals in the country. She's more than 25 years experience and during this time she's been the recipient of many awards among them the canadian mortgage professional women of influence mortgage professionals canada broker of the year dominion lending center's hero hall of fame top 75 brokers in 2020 and 2023 best new brokerage of the year in 2020 rbc women of influence in 2022 and global top 100 in 2021 she's also the host of a popular Spotify podcast, Beyond the Mortgage. She's a sought-after speaker and founder of Valco Financial Limited within Dominion Lending Centers. Tracy Valco, welcome to Your Money, and thanks so much for joining today. You certainly have an impressive resume. Oh, thank you so much, Nancy. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'm all about giving back to the community and making sure that people really understand their financing and when with it. So um, I appreciate the opportunity to help as many people as I can. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Like, I, there's so many people out there right now who are, you know, either struggling with uh, having renewed their mortgage, right, and, and now struggling to meet um, their other debt commitments or even, you know, their their regular expenses because their mortgage and payment payment has increased. There's so many other people out there um, that are very worried, right? Having anxiety about mm-hmm. the thought of having to renew and what does the interest rate hold? So I'm so glad we're doing the show today. I know you're going to have a lot of a, a great advice for our listeners, but maybe before we get started, you can share with our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your podcast. For sure. Absolutely. So I've been in the industry for almost three decades right now. And uh, when I thought about initially doing the podcast, I really wanted to take it beyond the mortgage platform. I mean, I've served over, I'm very proud and honored to have served over 7,000 families and individuals who are mortgage financing, but I always you know, attributed a lot of that to the deep connection that I had uh, of understanding people and really helping people through the financial journey, you know, through many, you know, generations, we just haven't had a lot of strong educational platforms to help people with financial literacy. And generation over generation, I see this, where it just ends up being escalating and people are very, very shy and not taking ownership of their financing and so the platform for the podcast for me was to be able to provide you know where people could come that are able to share stories of impact and financial struggle and how they won at the end in terms of some success that they've had in different ways that they had to learn um, to be able to bring their financial stability to their life and I want people to know they're not alone 
because a lot of people struggle with financing and it takes a lot of time if you're trying to do it on your own. But if you have a coach or a mentor or the platform like I have on uh, on this podcast is that it, it may be the one thing you hear, that one golden nugget to transform your financing, right? And it can transform your life because in the end, money is really freedom in your life. And I want people to know that, that there's freedom with money, but being able to have some tools to help you get that freedom in life, we all deserve it. No, absolutely. I absolutely love that message. So, you know, you're teaching people, you've got that learning in there, but we know that people, you know, when they can see themselves in others, right, mm-hmm. that gives them hope, right? Exactly. That says, well, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Yep. And sometimes that's the motivation that people need. So I, I love that message so much, Tracy. Yeah. As we've said, you know, we know the financial strain of higher interest rates has really been having an impact on consumers, especially homeowners. And it's been making headlines for months now. And it's no wonder because we've seen some of the sharpest and quickest interest rate increases in recent history. Between March of 2022 and last October, we saw rates increase 10 times. The key lending rate went from 0.25%, which, you know, let's face it, that's as close to zero as you can possibly get, to where it sits now at 5%. And we know when rates increase, so does the cost of servicing debt that you're carrying. So those carrying variable rate feel the impact of those increases pretty much immediately in most cases. This includes things like lines of credit, home equity lines of credit, variable rate mortgages. And the difference in monthly payments for many really is substantial. So very bright mortgage holders have been feeling the strain of the rate increases all along. So Tracy, let's talk about that. Can you share some examples of how much more some homeowners are paying? Absolutely. And it is such a big topic, Nancy. This is where I'm very focused this year is on renewals. I mean, it traditionally have been, but even more so to really help and educate Canadian homeowners right now. And to your point, like when you look at Bank Prime, how much it actually increased, if you actually really break it down for every quarter percent increase that we had over the last 18 months on $100,000, it's a $15 increase. Now that doesn't sound a lot but when you've had and you break it down by quarters we had 19 of them it brings it to 285 dollar increase for every hundred thousand and so when the average mortgage amount in canada is about four hundred thousand that brings your actual increase of if when you're on a variable rate mortgage it increases your payment by eleven hundred and ninety dollars I mean, people just don't have that in their budget, right? A lot of people are very, they've got a fixed income. People, you know, are paycheck to paycheck a lot of times or have a very good budget, but not allowing for $1,100, you know, to be able to increase on their monthly payments. And so, you know, what we've seen especially when we're looking at variable rate mortgages. Now there's two different types of variable rate mortgages. There's adjustable variable rate mortgage, and then there's variable rate. So adjustable rate mortgage is where, when you're in a variable rate product, if bank prime goes up, your monthly payment or how you have your payment frequency, your payment will adjust. And that's the way it should actually be so that your amortization, which is the life of your mortgage. So let's say when you got your mortgage, it was at 25 years. If bank prime goes up and your mortgage payment goes up, your amortization is not increasing as well. And this is why I like adjustable rate mortgages, because it fluctuates if bank prime goes up 
your your payment will go up. If bank prime goes down, your payment's going to go down. And I mean, that's a good environment, and we're going to start seeing that, and I'll talk about that. But when you've got a variable rate mortgage, your payment stays the same. So no matter all these increases we had, you know, people can say, well, that was good. It was good on my budget. I was able to maintain it the last 18 months, but you didn't adjust to because there's going to be a point where you're going to not be able to continue just making that payment. The bank is going to ask you, and they probably uh, they have by now. But what's happened is your amortization has actually increased. And I've seen people come to us with mortgage statements where they traditionally started at 25-year amortization, and now they're at a 60- to 80-year amortization because they didn't adjust their payment in 18 months. And that's a shock, right? That's a huge payment shock. It's a huge financial shock to be able to help these people because they have to go back to something very close to that. And I can talk about solutions as, as we go on on this. Um, so that's an example of a variable rate and how much that's impacted. But when we're actually looking at renewals on fixed rate mortgages, you know, and we're looking at the average amount of renewals that are coming up in the next two years, this year, 2024 and 2025, there's 2.2 million of mortgages facing rate shock. And I've got an example here, going back to that $400,000 mortgage amount, five years ago, if you would have taken a fixed rate, you would have been around 3.5, your payment would be about 1997. And now coming into the space today, now we're seeing fixed rates come down, which is great, but right now we're about 5%. So you're about a 1.5% increase on your rate, and your payment has increased to twenty three twenty six a month. So it works out to be $329 a month. And we might not think that's a lot, but to a lot of people that budget, it's a lot, right? It can really adjust what they're doing. They might have other debt, right? So it's really cash strapping. And we look at it from a Canadian perspective, and we look at how many mortgages are up for renewal this year, which is over a million. And you take that stat in perspective, and you're taking $329 a month out of the economy to invest in other things that people could spend their money on and help the economy thrive, we're actually taking over $4.2 billion out of the economy by this payment shock increase of this mortgage interest. And this is where the ramifications on this is in the actual, yes, the family dynamic, the individual dynamic, but in the overall economy, people are not going to be able to spend, be able to, you know, renovate their home, be able to save, be able to go on trips, right? The ramifications of these mortgage renewals coming up without rates coming down substantially is going to be very, very, very hard on the overall economy. And this is why I know you'll see inflation come down quite dramatically and rates will start coming back down because the government is in a rock and a hard place and they know these stats that have come out and they understand that it they're just you know taking time to be able to get to that point where they can actually decrease it again to help people get back into this market and this is just this year nancy like i'm not talking about even next year's renewals because next year's renewals five years ago from that in 2025 rates were sitting at 1.5 so that yeah. payment shock is actually going to double yeah no i agree because you know even though we're expecting rates to start to come down they're not going to get down to near mm -hmm. those those sort of you know one percent uh levels so you know it, it is a double 
double-edged sword. And I think, you know, we hear, we've heard stats for years, right, where people are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, a $200 expense may be difficult for them. We know in the last year or 18 months with inflation, um, you know, people are using their credit now, right, to to just put food on the table. So you're right, like a, a three or four or $500 increase in their mortgage payment is going to be very unmanageable for many. And I'm seeing that in my practice. I'm seeing people come in uh, to get, to do a consumer proposal or follow bankruptcy on their unsecured debt because they can no longer afford to service it because of the increase in their mortgage and they want to keep their home. So interesting point you made, Tracy, about the federal government, right? We know that they're encouraging banks to work with consumers, especially mortgage holders, and the banks have implemented some strategies, but these strategies, you know, they're not real solutions. So we're going to have uh, some advice from Tracy on how to protect uh, yourselves financially when we come back. Please stay with us. Start your day off right. Get the latest updates on news, traffic, and weather conditions, plus interviews with today's newsmakers, your go-to source before you get on the go. 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays, your VOCM mornings. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Tracy Balco. She's the host of the popular Spotify podcast, Beyond the Mortgage. Tracy's also sought after speaker and multiple award-winning mortgage broker and the founder of Valco Financial Limited within Dominion Lending Centers. So our focus today is advice for mortgage holders and mid-higher interest rates and those coming up for renewal. And there's no doubt that many homeowners from coast to coast were breathing a sigh of relief a week ago when the Bank of Canada announced it would be keeping its key lending rate at 5%. The decision marks the fourth consecutive hold from the central bank. But even with the central bank's decision to hold its key rate, reality is 5% is considerably higher than what borrowers are used to. And there's no way around it. Homeowners whose mortgages will be coming up for renewal should brace themselves. They will be facing sticker shock at renewal time. Tracy got into some examples uh, in in the first segment. But here's here's one that I would like to relate to um, from Newfoundland. So the average home price in Newfoundland is $291,300. Five years ago, you could lock in at 1.9% for 25 years. This means your monthly mortgage payment would be about $1,220. Today, your rate would be 5.8% at a payment of about $1,829. That's a monthly increase of $609 a month. Now think about what you'd pay over your five-year term. The last five years, you paid about $73,170. For the next five years, at the higher rate, you could be paying $109,756. That's a difference of $36,586. So, Tracy, there's no wonder that homeowners are worried, right? Worried about being able to afford their mortgage, worried about being able to stay in their home. Some are even worried about passing the mortgage stress test at renewal time. So let's talk about that first. Will there be homeowners who will struggle to meet or maybe even pass the mortgage stress test? And who is most at risk? Well, here's the thing with the stress test. And here's some good news and some relief for people that are coming up for renewal. The government has put in place that when your mortgage is up for renewal, you can stay with the existing lender and not have to re-qualify for that stress test. So you are offered, as long as you've made your payments and you have not been behind on payments, 
the bank lender financial institution uh, will send you a renewal offer and you can accept a term on there and you don't have to requalify for the stress test. So as if life is taking you a different way in terms of your income, maybe you're self-employed, you just started being an entrepreneur or you're on contract um, with your employment and it could be challenging for you to qualify to move your mortgage to another lender, um, you know, you've got that option. Having said that, we have to keep in mind that the renewal that you're given from any institution is not going to be the best discounted rates. You have to negotiate with them. Um, in a lot of cases, um, you know, if you're in that situation, they may ask, like the lender can still at any point ask to get your income, to get documentation, not that you have to pre-qualify. So it's hard for people in that situation because they're probably just going to be offered what's on the renewal, which isn't best rates. And then to your point, Nancy, they have that payment shock. So, you know, there's some good in this, but there's also some challenging in that. Now, if you're wanting to leave, which is where I come into the place, because I want to take a look at everyone's renewal um, and my team to see where you are at. Everyone's financial situation is different. No one's the same. Yet we're supposed to fit everybody into these boxes in Canada and financing. And that's why it's it's really important you speak to a mortgage professional um, that truly understands the financial dynamics in the Canadian market space because we have to take a look at your financing look where your income is not people don't get paid the same as they used to they there's very different dynamics of how people get paid or multiple jobs now and we have to really put these pieces of the puzzle together to be able to fix and what it fit in one of these boxes so when we're looking to potentially you know it, um, switch a client to another institution another bank lender because the rates more competitive and in this space you want to have a better rate because rates are higher like you said Nancy than where they were five years ago you have to requalify so we have the stress test that we have to use to be able to qualify people and then we have to look at their income and and what I was saying uh, Nancy on the break with you is that it's really hard for people that are on a single income nowadays to be able to qualify for their mortgage I mean when you look at it just on a on a, a four hundred thousand dollar purchase price just on that purchase price you have to have almost one hundred forty five thousand dollar income well that's not the average income in Canada I mean the average income in Canada is about seventy thousand dollars so you know it, it's I was in this situation this week where I have a client that's come up for renewal that's a single income she's got outstanding debt from her kids going to university she has a line of credit she just started a new job and I mean she makes a hundred thousand dollars but her mortgage amount is going to end up being three hundred and fifty dollars but with her debt I'm lucky to consolidate it I have to consolidate it put it into one payment because she's got high interest on her credit cards and lines of credit but I have to use a stress test. So the stress test, she doesn't qualify in best rates for that. And keeping her with the existing lender, her rate and with all her debt, she can't manage it. So I actually have to move her into what we call our alternative space. And that means that I have to move her amortization into a 40 year amortization. So 40 years to help bring that payment down. Her rate is higher. It's over 7%. We're doing a 12 month term because I know rates are gonna come down. And I'm hopefully at that point, they're gonna be able to move her back into best rates but I'm able to help her manage her payments, consult all into one, 
and then work with her to continue to not leverage other credit and then you know move her back into the aid space again but it's unfortunate because what's happened is higher interest rates stress test it's pushing people that own a house right now that have not missed a payment, that have great credit, and we're pushing them into alternative or private spaces until these rates come down. And Nancy, I'm not saying that rates should come down to one and a half percent. That's not what I'm saying. But there's got to be a middle ground, right? Three and a half percent is where we were before 2019. And the economy was chugging along fine and people were doing well, right? People still had to maintain and manage their financing. But where we are today is unreal realistic to where the uh, incomes are to where values are and inflation right now and where we are in Canada rates should be down they should be into the four percents right now um, and so this government needs to do uh, the responsible thing and let's start bringing it down so that people can manage their homes and be able to stay in them yeah, it's about affordability, right? It, it comes down to affordability. So, yep. uh, and no one wants a forty-year mortgage, right? Really hard no. to to picture uh, actually owning your home when when the bank is going to be an owner for forty years, right? So, yeah, no one 100%. wants to see people going into that. And I think it is a slippery slope uh, to Tracy, you know, in that sort of consolidation. I, I remember I've had several clients over the years where every five years they consolidate their unsecured debt into their mortgage, but they were never getting ahead on their mortgage because they kept increasing the amount that they owed. So again, never going to um, own their home. And they kept using now, they're building their credit back up because it was now uh, zero balances again, right? So you need to make sure that if you're doing that, I think it's a great solution, but you need to like get rid of some of the open credit cards or lines of credit that you currently have to avoid that temptation of getting yourself back into to owing that money again. I think it, it I wanna- Sorry, go ahead. Exactly. No, sorry, Nancy. I was going to say it's it's about people being financially responsible for and owning their situation. So it's accountability, right? Because to your point, you can't keep on going back and treating your house like an ATM. Now, Absolutely. if you haven't pulled out money in those five years and you're up for renewal and you do have outstanding debt, and we can qualify you on the stress test rate, which we have in many cases. We can move people into a you know a more competitive rate than maybe what they're offered on their renewal. And we can consolidate the debt, shut down their credit cards, maybe have one credit card for emergency, have a smaller line of credit, right, for bigger uh, purchases if you need to, like fixing something on your home. Um, and I've done this many times and be able to increase the amortization to maybe 30 years to help manage the payment shock, but then also work on a strategy of being able to have people make privilege payments, which is extra payments on the mortgage once the debt settles on paying off all their debt. So they'll have more cash flow a month and the power of making privilege payments on your mortgage. And I've done this where we've had to extend the amortization to 30, pay off all the debt, and then sit down with the clients 30 days after and say okay let's see where the cash flow is right now with you you've got that extra three hundred dollars let's put it back on the mortgage as a privilege payment which goes right towards the principal and i've reduced the amortization by five years just by making that extra three hundred dollars every month on their mortgage and then we continue to monitor that if they can increase it so there's great wins on strategies of consolidating but at the end of the day people have to maintain the responsibility of keeping their financing strong and not over leveraging their credit cards and lines of credit. 
No, absolutely. It is about accountability and being responsible, you know, with your, your debt and be your credit and uh, making sure that you're making the right decisions. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, learning, I guess, from, from past where you've got yourself in trouble in the past. And you talked a little bit, Tracy, about, you know, the strategies and the work that you're doing with uh, clients. And I think that goes to the benefit of using a mortgage broker versus going and renewing uh, regularly at your financial institution. So we're going to talk more about that as well as the difference between renewing and refinancing and what listeners need to know when we come back. Please stay with us. Stay informed and have your say on the news of the day with your VOCM. Join Linda Swain weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 p.m. for an hour of talk and discussion with decision makers and listeners like you. News talk on your VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Tracy Balco. She's the host of the popular Spotify podcast, Beyond the Mortgage. Tracy's also a sought-after speaker, multiple award-winning mortgage broker, and founder of Valco Financial Limited within Dominion Lending Centers. So we've been talking about advice for homeowners today who may be in the midst of renewing or know that they're going to have to renew their mortgage in in the next uh, 12 months. And Tracy, you were talking about some of the strategies you've had with people, um, you know, as a mortgage broker. And I want to get into some more of the benefits around working with a mortgage broker. But I think before we get there, let's sort of look at, you know, when people are coming up to renewal time, they really have two options, right? They can renew or they can refinance. So I want to talk a little bit more about both and exactly what they mean for those whose mortgage term is coming due. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are coming up for renewal, you can just renew with the existing lender, which means you're not changing your balance of your mortgage. Your amortization will remain as when you renew the mortgage with the existing lender again. So for example, let's say you originally five years ago, we're at 25 year amortization. And now you're at a 20 year amortization because five years have come by and you were making monthly payments. This is where your amortization will start on your next renewal with the existing lender you're with. And you just pick a term from the renewal um, sheet um, document that you're provided and there's no cost for you. Um, and um, it, you don't have to requalify for your mortgage, right? So that's a very standard um, renewal offer. Now, if you are up for renewal and you want to look at other options out in the marketplace, then that's called a transfer. So your mortgage would be transferred to the new lender. And traditionally, what happens is that the new lender will pick up the transfer cost. So any legal costs to move the mortgage over, but you do have to requalify. So that means that we have to look at that stress test rate. We have to get your income. We have to pull your credit, um, make sure that you requalify. And then the mortgage balance and term and amortization uh, moves over exactly, right? And with the new, hopefully it's a new competitive rate and that's why you do transfer. So that that's one part and that's a transfer switch. Then there's the refinance. So the refinancing is some of the examples I gave where you're up for renewal with your mortgage and let's say your mortgage balance is 200,000, but you have a $50,000 line of credit that you owe money on and you have another $25,000 in credit card debt. So what we look at doing is because you're paying high interest on your line of credit and your credit card, what we look at doing is taking that 50,000 you owe on the line of credit, $25,000 that you owe on your credit card, 
there, which is $75,000, and adding it to your mortgage balance. So it ends up being $275,000 at a lower rate than what you're paying on that $75,000 combined. We put it into the mortgage, and then we look at options in the market space on who's competitive with rates for you and what products suit your needs. And then we work on that payment. So we may look at either, you know, depending where interest rates are at, you know, the amortization, we can move it. We don't have to keep it the same as your renewal. So we could look at maybe decreasing your amortization. Maybe you were at 20 years, we could go down to like 18 years. Or if it's still where it's hard on payments for you, we may increase that to 30 years. But then we work on, okay, can you make some extra payments as you start building that cash flow from not making those monthly payments on your credit cards and lines of credit? But we do credit coach people, right? So it's to your point, Nancy, it's not to consolidate and say, okay, go spend on this again and then come back to do, you know, to use your home as an ATM again. That's not what we want. We just want to help people give them a, a new start, uh, a better perspective on financing and some real strategies on how fast you can pay off your mortgage, right? If you utilize them, because as much as people can consolidate on their mortgage, there's great ways with privilege payments options to aggressively pay down your mortgage and start really winning it again um, based on that consolidation. I think that's great. And I think that really shows people like the options that they'll have at renewal time, right? Mm -hmm. Versus just going in to renew. And we've talked a little bit about the benefits of using a mortgage broker versus, um, you know, just going back to renewal with your existing lender. So let's talk a little bit more about that. But I know it's going to be important for people too, Tracy, to understand that, you know, there's a time frame, right? That that is a factor here from when your mortgage is coming up for renewal to where you might seek the advice of a broker. So I also want to talk a little bit about how far in advance people should be seeking the advice of their broker before their renewal time? Yeah, Nancy, it's so important this year um, that people start looking at it even 12 months before your renewal because people need to know where they are today to know where they're going tomorrow. And today's lens, even if your mortgage is not up for renewal to next year, this is going to be worst case scenario for you on where interest rates are because we know the forecast is rates are coming down. I mean, that is the government saying that, um, the economists are saying that it's forecasted in any of the projections. So knowing where you can manage that payment today is going to help you also manage your budget for the next 12 months and maybe realign some of your expectations so that you are stronger and can make some really good decisions on your financing before you actually come up for renewal. So that's one thing is like you start today, right? And even if you're coming up and let's say you haven't started today and you're up for renewal in three months, you need to make the call today, right? So that we can help you get prepared. Any more, like a mortgage professional can really sit down and strategize with people, their short and long-term goals but also be able to educate people, right? With their financing. A lot of people don't know what's on their credit and we can change credit in like 30 to 45 days, depending on what you've got on your credit score. It might be where you're over leveraged on some credit and we can help you um, for some cash flow, maybe pay down some of that credit so that it can help, you know, get your credit score stronger. But it's also right now about preparation of payment shock 
and manageability of cash flow so that people know what they're getting into, right? Uh, when they're coming up for renewal and setting that expectation is gonna give people clarity and you know some calmness in this knowing that they've got someone to guide them right through it and one of the biggest things i tell people that are coming up for renewal you don't have to take what the renewal offer is when it's sent to you there is options and choices i mean i i you know i entered into the mortgage space years ago because i believed in the affordability of home ownership in canada and the right for people to have choices and options and when you're up for renewal, you have the right and choice of options in Canada. There's other lenders out there, and we are entering into a more competitive mortgage rate space again, which is great to see. It's slower to start, but it's coming. And so the strategies for looking at what term to put you in and what rate is going to depend on your financial situation, where your income is, what your budget allows, what your forecast is in terms of where you're going to want, you want to be with your family or with your work. And so no one's situation is the same when I make a recommendation on a term because I know rates are coming down. So it's hard for me to tell everybody, oh, go into a variable right now when I know variable the rate right now in bank prime is 7.2. Yes, we get some discounts on that, but you're still sitting around 6.5 when I know fixed rates are at 5%. So there's a big discrepancy this year on, on rates. And it's really hard for people to say and feel that they could take a variable knowing their budget might not be able to manage it. And they've had trauma of the last two years of bank prime going up 2000%, right? So it's really, you know, spending time and edu educating people on economics, on inflation, understanding where they are with their financing, and then making the best decision. It might not be a variable. It might be a one-year term, right? We might look at a one-year term because I know rates are coming down. I really want people to win with their financing. Like, I'm so passionate about it because a lot of people have lost a lot of savings over the last 24 months. Right. And we all deserve to thrive. Right. So setting up these expectations on where you are with your financing is going to help you have a strong, solid foundation of going tomorrow. So, you know, getting prepared, making sure you contact a mortgage professional, having your documentation, your renewal and your income so that we can look at everything for you. Right. And being very open-minded on options, because this is very different than traditionally what we look at, because we're not in the normal space that we are in this economic platform. Yeah, listen, Trace, your passion definitely comes through uh, as you're talking about this. And I think that's one of the reasons that I would, um, you know, advise people who talk to me about mortgages to talk to a mortgage broker because you are strategizing with them. You're looking at all the options for them. You're actually looking at what their monthly budget is. So mm -hmm. oftentimes I find um, in the banking world and not not all banks are created equal, not all mortgage professionals at banks are created equal. So I don't want to, you know, cast dispersions across the entire entirety mm -hmm. of mortgage professionals at uh, at banks, but they are often looking at, you know, what they need to look at to see what's the payment that you can qualify for or for, but they're not necessarily looking at the details behind your budget. So what do your kids activities cost, mm -hmm. right? Like what, what is, um, you know, some of the lifestyle things that you have, you know, maybe you have don donations that are important to you from a, a faith perspective, you know, there's all kinds of things in people's budgets that the traditional um, lender may not be considering when they're just qualified 
qualifying someone for a mortgage. But, I, you know, mortgage professionals like yourself um, in the broker world, they're looking at all that. And to your point, you're strategizing with them on how to get the best outcome as opposed to simply saying this is what you qualify for as, as a payment. Right. So I think that's so, so important. And I think one thing to mention, Nancy, is we have an array of lenders, financial institutions, and banks that we look at. Um, and when you're going to the bank specifically, whatever bank it is, they're going to show you their product, right? They're not going to tell you, well, ABC Bank down the street has a better rate or a better product for you. And so this is why, I mean, I originally came from the banks and why I moved into the broker space because I wanted to be able to give people options and choices that I can have them sit across the desk and treat them as if I was sitting across the desk, right? And we should have the right for that. And to have a one-stop shop that does it for you, listen, life is so busy nowadays and so complicated and it's moving so fast. So to have that core team that to your point has your understanding, goes through your actual, the intricacies, the micro parts of your budget that you may not have considered. You know you're paying them and you're seeing them in your bank account because you're paying for your daughter's dance or your son's hockey. Um, but we can really look at it and say, okay, let's make sure that this isn't a burden for you, that it comes out seamlessly for you and that you enjoy life and enjoy your family and knowing that you're financially strong. Um, we don't grow up understanding budgets. Let's face it. I mean, it's not something that there's not a course in an in elementary school. It's just starting to come into the schools, but you know, we're generations of not having that strong financial best, uh, backing and strength. So I think that, you know, to your point, Nancy, having yourself and, and, and people like mortgage professionals and other institutions, financial professionals that can really Really take the time and help people with this it's going to help for generations to come and that's why I'm so passionate about this because you know I, I think financing can hurt people so much like just from a mental wellness perspective and it really affects your life where it shouldn't it should be part of it and help you thrive and help you thrive for generations and be able to weather these storms that come because we're going to have them again this is life like economics mm -hmm. goes up and down right but yeah, at absolutely. the end of the day, it all wins. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, that knowledge is power, right? And, and understanding your personal situation and having a professional guide you through that, you mm -hmm. you keep that knowledge, right? And then you can use it as you go forward. Well, Tracy, we uh, need to go to break. But, you know, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit. We've been talking about refinancing, but I do want to talk a little bit about prospective uh, home buyers as well. So we'll do that when we return. Please stay with us. Your voice in Newfoundland and Labrador's biggest Conversation. If you want to know what's happening in your province, tune in to Open Line every day. Have your say weekday morning starting at 9 a.m. on Open Line with Patty Daly on your VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. Joining me today is Tracy Valco. She's the host of a popular Spotify podcast, Beyond the Mortgage. She's also a sought-after speaker, multiple award-winning mortgage broker, and founder of Valco Financial. 
Financial Limited with Dominion Lending Centers. So we've been talking a lot about, you know, mortgages coming up for renewal, the options that people will have, the the options, you know, when looking at them, the benefits, I guess, of dealing with a mortgage broker versus renewing with your uh, existing lender. But I want to sort of um, move uh, to a different train of thought right now, Tracy, and look at if you're a prospective homeowner as opposed to someone in a home and, and has a current mortgage. Should those hoping to get into the housing market be reaching out to mortgage brokers to learn about options? I'm guessing the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, absolutely. And I think it's even if you're looking at maybe looking to, to buy in, you know, 12 or 24 months, even in today, right now, if you're looking right now, you need to get prepared, right? It's always about preparation. A lot of people don't understand how they get paid. And I mean that by they don't know that they're permanent full time. They may think that they're permanent full time, but they're actually temporary full time. I've seen different spectrums of how people are employed now. Companies are, you know, working through what we've gone through with inflation and COVID. So people are either, you know, it's not traditional ways that they're employed or there's multiple incomes. And so there's this perception that no matter what income it is, I can still use it to qualify for a home. But that's not the reality of the Canadian mortgage um, financial world. There's, you know, we have to, again, we have tiers that we have to fit people in to qualify. And so us as professionals in the mortgage realm, we have to take a look at that and see where we can fit you. And what's good about it is that we have multiple lenders and different types of financial products that we can help people um, to be able to meet their needs with the income that they're receiving and get them into home ownership. But it's a strategy, right? And it takes time. Documentation is key, preparation, uh, so that the home buyer can really have a good experience when they're buying and not stressed, right? So, you know, longer the days where people used to go and not get qualified to buy a home. I never agreed on that to begin with, but people were doing it. Um, nowadays, you just, you can't do that. Like, you have to get prepared and really understand how much you qualify for and understand what your payment is going to be, right, on a mortgage and the other expenses besides just the mortgage payment, right? You've got property taxes, you're going to have heat and hydro, um, just everyday carrying costs on the home, plus all your other expenses, so that your budget for your home is one that you can maintain. I always say to people, I never want you to be mortgage poor. Right. Because if you're mortgage poor, you're not going to be able to do anything in life, let alone even go out for dinner in a month. Like, I mean, it's just it's not where we want people to be right in Canada on home ownership. We want people to thrive. So uh, it may be where we're seeing people nowadays, uh, not just an individual qualifying for a home. They may have to have their parents go on. Um, or their parents give them money for a down payment, or we're seeing now multiple people people co-owning homes now, so friends coming together and owning a bigger property so that they can get into home ownership. Uh, and it takes strategy to do that, and to be able to do that is preparation. So, so you know, connecting with that professional, going through your options, understanding the mortgage world, right? Because it is complicated. And so for us to be able to give people clarity and perspective on, you know, what CMHC is, 
uh, Canadian mortgage housing insurance. And is, if you do put down less than 20%, what does that mean for you as a first time home buyer? You know, there's different, and there's different uh, first time home buyer incentive programs to take advantage of. So I think that, you know, you know, getting that preparation and education is key to win for you to home buy this year. No, absolutely. And like I said, the earlier you do it, the better. You don't want to be disappointed, exactly. right? You want to know what you qualify yeah. for. So you exactly. don't find your dream home and find out, oh, no, you can't afford it, right? So I think that's super important. So before we get to final thoughts, maybe you could touch on briefly, uh, you talked about some incentives that are out there for first-time home buyers. What do they look like? Yeah, there's actually, there's quite a bit. I mean, last year on uh, April 1st, the federal budget um, had introduced, they had announced the FHSA, which is a first-time home buyer's uh, savings account. And um, it's a little bit different than the TFSA. Um, and so what this uh, home buyer savings account, it is for first-time home buyers um, that are looking to purchase their home. Uh, the account that they open up, this FHSA, they can contribute up to $8,000 annually um, to a maximum of $40,000. And then when they look at, you know, purchasing that home, they can withdraw those funds without having any tax ramifications. And the good thing on this uh, account is that if you don't end up purchasing a home, you can actually roll these funds um, into an RSP without having um, any tax ramifications either. So the FHSA is a, is a great tool for people to start saving in combination with the TFSA. Um, now, the TFSA, I wouldn't say, is really a first-time homebuyer savings. TFSA, anyone can open up, but it's still a great way to um, to save funds um, and use a combination of that as well. Uh, your RSP, uh, homebuyer um, home buyer plan, is um, that's always been, uh, it's been around for quite some time. So in combination with the FHSA, you can use that knowing that the RSP, you can withdraw up to $35,000, but you have to repay that back, right? Within, you have a 15-year timeline on that. And if you don't repay it back in that time to put back into the account, then it, it, it adds as taxable income into your next tax year. Um, and you do have to keep those funds in an RSP in there for 90 days before you actually withdraw them if you're buying a home. So there is more stipulations on that. And that's why speaking to a mortgage professional or um, a financial advisor when you're setting this up, just to make sure you understand because every one of these programs is a little bit different. They're not the same. They all work to the bottom line to help people buy a home, but there are different you know, rules with them, right? So one doesn't have the same as the other in it. So that that's that's some great benefits. So Tracy, you know, it's been fabulous having you on the show today. You've had such great advice for listeners, and I think maybe we'll ease some of the stress and anxiety that some people are facing right now. We only have about a minute left. So if I could just ask you for a brief final thought and maybe if people wanted to follow you on social, listen to your podcast, how they do that. I think that some of my final thoughts are is people just really need to um, be prepared, right? Making sure you contact uh, a financial mortgage professional if you are coming up for renewal, if you're looking to buy, so that you really understand and have that clarity of where you're going to be going for your renewal or purchasing. There's some great wins now, even in how challenging this market is, if you're looking to buy, but it's preparation, right? And if you're coming up for renewal, we've had some great success stories to help people be able to you know, consolidate their debt and get themselves back on, um, on a great, strong foundation. And for my 
my podcast. Um, we're on Spotify, um, so you can definitely uh, see it there. It's Beyond the Mortgage. You can always see me on, on Tracy Balco um, on Instagram and, and all the, uh, the social media platforms. Thanks again for joining me. And of course, for my listeners out there, I want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question or topic you'd like me to discuss here on Your Money, you can email me at yourmoneyatbdo.ca or give me a call at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Stennon. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoneyatbdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Stennon of BDO, License Insolvency Trustees, on your VOCM.